I'm Dee Brown, CEO, and welcome to this episode of Self Made. My guest today is an entrepreneur that owns one of the largest minority-owned insurance agencies in the nation. He provides risk mitigation solutions for corporate and government clients alike. Please help me welcome Maurice Evans to Self Made. Maurice. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you, D. Glad to be here. Yep. So Maurice, you are the uh, epitome of being self-made. And so to set the stage for the show, I want you to talk to my viewers about growing up in Quincy, Florida. What was your childhood like? Well, uh, actually, D, I uh, been in, have been in, in uh, Quincy, Florida for a little over 32 years. Uh, originally grew up in Umatilla, Florida, uh, which is uh, 36 miles southeast of uh, Orlando, Florida. Uh, great atmosphere growing up. The community was only about 1,500 people at that time. Uh, we were on the south side of Umatilla and everyone knew everyone. So if you, uh, you got in trouble on one street, by the time you got home, your parents knew about it and they didn't even have to call. Someone in the neighborhood had already told them. So it was great growing up. Um, actually, uh, I was raised by my grandparents. Uh, mom was a single mother at 17. Uh, really did not know my father until I was uh, in my 20s. Uh, but my grandfather was that anchor uh, there in my home. So growing up in a small town in central Florida, what were some of your challenges? Well, uh, I would say exposure was the major challenge. Uh, we were a small community, 1,500 residents on the south side of Umatilla, Florida. Um, and everyone knew everyone. Uh, so we had very little exposure outside of uh, that little community. Um, so that was one of our largest challenges. Yeah. So you um, you kind of went into business at a young age, right? Talk to him about how you got into entrepreneurship. Well, my grandfather, I was raised by my grandfather, who was actually about 68 years old when I was born. And so I watched him grow. And as a as a young businessman, um, I emulated what I saw. I saw him own a few houses. Uh, mobile home parks, and so I naturally desired to be an entrepreneur. So you, uh, so what was your first business venture? Uh, my first business uh, was a masonry business. I was a second generation brick mason by trade. I actually did not want to go into the construction business. I wanted to be an accountant. Uh, but when I went to the Navy at 17, uh, I followed in the accounting line uh, and actually went to school in Meridian, Mississippi uh, for uh, accounting. Uh, so that was my goal was to be an accountant and I ended up loving the numbers, learning the numbers. And, yeah. and that's what business is all about, understanding your numbers, your bottom line. So that first business was a masonry business. We grew that business to be the largest minority owned masonry business in the Tallahassee, Florida area with over 32 full time employees. So just to kind of back up a little bit, you went to the Navy. Talk to me about that period in your life. How did you end up in the Navy and what was it like? Uh, I, well, 15 years old, I was expelled from high school. Um, my grandfather said, well, son, you've made a grown man decision. Now you have to live with it. So at 16, I went to Job Corps in Prestonsburg, Kentucky. Got a GED at 17, went to the Navy at 17. Um, going to the Navy was the best thing that happened in my life. Uh, one of the best things. Uh, gave me exposure outside of that small town. I actually turned 18 in Palma, Spain. So it gave me that exposure that I had lacked all yeah. my life. So, so let's kind of fast forward back. You uh, finished in the Navy. You started a masonry business. 
tell, tell me more about your masonry business. I mean, give, give me a little detail on what you did there and, and kind of uh, how successful you were there. Evans, Evans Masonry and Construction uh, was started in 1992. I was roughly about 21 years old. Had an old raggedy Chevy, Chevy truck and a mixer that if you stood too close to it, you'd get more mud on you <laughs> than you would in the wheelbarrow. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we started with what we had. Uh, I had two guys that believed in me, that started with me. And we grew that business every year uh, to doing two million a year uh, at its peak uh, with those 32 guys. Uh, and then that led me to acquiring property. Uh, and that's where the development stuff started. So you, you went from the masonry business into real estate development, uh, became a home builder. So take me through that, that journey. Talk to me about that. Uh, the first 17 acre parcel of land that I, I purchased uh, was actually sold to me by one of my first contractors. They gave me, a first, they gave me my uh, first uh, job. Um, he sold me that land, that 17 acres of land. Owner financed it for me, which uh, allowed me then to go to the bank and to acquire financing to build the first nine homes that I built. Uh, the first nine homes that I built uh, were actually for rental property. I was gonna keep them for rental, and then five of them sold. And yeah. that started uh, the construction side, and me starting framing houses and building them from the ground up. And so talk to me a little bit about your construction business, because you grew that to be pretty successful as well. So take me on that journey through your construction business. Uh, Evans Construction and Development, uh, again, started on the heels of Evans Masonry and Construction. Uh, and I've always said, D, that where there's a void, there's opportunity. And what I saw in the Tallahassee area were uh, minority-owned companies that really did not look up to the task, yeah. did not grow their business. Uh, so we, uh, we took what we learned uh, from Evans masonry and construction and our, our logo was building our reputation brick by brick yeah so we we our, our motto for uh, evans construction was building upon a foundation of excellence right building upon a foundation what we had learned in the masonry business was foundational right whatever you start with in in the beginning that foundation is imperative because right. everything that goes up if it, the foundation is wrong everything that goes on top of it is wrong so right. we started evans construction and development building upon a foundation of excellence that we established with the masonry business. That business, we were building 50 houses a year. Uh, we developed nine residential subdivisions and one student housing facility on the campus of Florida A&M University called Rattler Point. Um, that was in the peak of the market with 07, 08 happened, yeah. and I had to change. Right. Uh, I had to make the adjustment, the market crashed. Uh, we were. Uh, heavy into residential construction right. and had to make that shift to commercial construction and that's where the big change came. So you had to reinvent yourself. So when you go from residential construction, especially uh, single family, into commercial construction, there's typically this uh, shock that you find out that there's some additional requirements in order to be competitive and compete in that market. So talk to me about that change. Well, one of the first things that uh, I ran into was the bonding issue. Right. And you know as well as I do that uh, that is one of our biggest issues to growing and expanding our businesses. Uh, the construction industry itself uh, is 13% minority business, but we only make up five, three to 5% of the revenue. Yeah. Uh, it's because of that lack of bonding capacity. And it hit me straight 
in the face. As soon as I made that transition, uh, I was, it was very difficult for me to obtain bonding. Uh, and so as God would have it, he was working me to another shift in right. my career. Right. And so you made that shift from commercial construction into the insurance and risk mitigation industry. So talk to me about that transition and then tell me about the Evans Agency and what you're doing in that air arena. Well, when the, Mace, when the construction company ended, um, we were actually just working on rental properties. We kept acquiring more properties. So we had some mobile home parks in Florida, rental properties, uh, and my wife ran that side of business. And so I focused then on area of ministry, uh, which I've been ordained minister uh, since 2002. Uh, so I just focused on the area of ministry and just waited on God's next move. Uh, and that was being recruited uh, by uh, one of my former business partners in Mississippi who was taking over his family's 101-year-old insurance agency. Uh, he recruited me for five years to, to come out uh, to be a part of his agency. Yeah. Um, I decided after the fifth year that I'd go out, take a look, and uh, I was intrigued. Uh, we went over, uh, went on a few... Uh, renewals with him, uh, saw the business. His father was very reluctant and hesitant about bringing someone from outside of the industry uh, that did not have any insurance, in ex insurance experience uh, into that industry. Right. Uh, and, and then to, to move to a state where you only knew one family. Right. <laughs> uh, so that was challenging. Uh, but um, we made the decision in uh, June of 2013 to move out to Mississippi in January of 2014 and right. start in, that in the uh, insurance industry. So you, you move to Mississippi, you, you get into the insurance industry, and as uh, things would unfold, uh, you began to offer uh, bonding uh, services to other contractors. So talk to me about the bonding services that you, you, you're offering to contractors and why it's so critical uh, to the health and vitality of small contractors to have this? Well, we, we've, we've talked about this before, D, uh, personally. Uh, six months into uh, this new career, yeah. uh, I meet you. Right. Uh, through the state of uh, Mississippi and Mississippi Development Authority, and I started doing the training for their model contractor development program. Right. And that ultimately led me to meeting you. Uh, but the bonding is so essential. I remember when we, we first started bonding with you, uh, and you were actually the first black contractor in the state of Mississippi that I bonded, <laughs> okay. uh, as fate would have it. Yeah. Uh, so um, it was essential for you, uh, as it is for any of these other contractors, in order to get on those larger projects, you had to have the bonding capacity. Right. We've often talked about um, the, what makes up bonding. Right. The capacity the ability to do the work, right. uh, the capital, the money that we need to cash flow these projects right. that are oftentimes 90 to 120 days from you getting paid. Right. But not only do you need the capital and not only do you need the capital, but you also need the character. Right. Because there's going to come a time when your capital is stretched, your capacity is to its max, and that's when your character is going to be tested. Right. And so with our business owners, what we look to do is to help them establish good bonding programs that stay within their capacity right. and help them to grow and protect their bottom line. Ultimately, that's what our job is. As risk managers, we're to help mitigate those risks. Right. 
and help our business owners protect their bottom line. Right. And so you started off working um, at a friend's agency and you started really with no background in insurance, no relationships in Mississippi. Uh, as you indicated, I was uh, your first uh, African-American client in that state. But then you you decided that it was time for you to move on and do bigger and better things. So talk to me about the transition to uh, the Evans Agency. So the Evans Agency, initially I started with South Group Insurance, which was uh, the 95th largest privately owned insurance agency in the country. Uh, and so we became the first African-American owned insurance agency inside of South Group. Right. So we were the first minority owned agency there. Uh, we chose Jackson, Mississippi to open up our first office, uh, and we quickly uh, started gaining momentum, winning some cities, winning some schools, winning some counties uh, around the state of Mississippi, as well as enlarging uh, our contractor base around the southeast. Right. Uh, we started doing training for uh, the U.S. Department of Transportation Central Region, which encompasses Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, and Mississippi. And so that gave us a larger expansion around the southeast. Uh, and I started working with contractors in Alabama, uh, Birmingham, where we now have an office at, uh, in Florida as well, you know, where I'm from, uh, which we also have an office there now as well. Uh, so that was the early beginnings of, uh, of the Evans Agency. And we quickly became the fastest growing agency within the South Group footprint. And so we were proud of that. Right. So uh, the first minority-owned uh, agency within the South Group family, and then you go on to become the fastest-growing agency, and uh, and you raked up uh, racked up numerous uh, awards and accolades. And so then you have transitioned again to uh, again bigger and better things. So talk to me about uh, where the Evans Agency is now. Uh, one of the things, uh, D, that um, when I first got into the insurance agency. Um, and in this industry, I saw that there was such a lack of diversity. Um, there were only two agents in the state of Mississippi that could write the type of commercial insurance that I was writing. Right. And so again, where there's a void, there's always opportunity. Right. And so we expanded upon that. And over the last couple of years, we had really started focusing on bringing on more talent. My business partner, Reginald Thompson, is a native of Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, and we really started honing in on the businesses around the city that we could seriously help grow and scale. Right. We start focusing on the cities, the counties, the schools around the city of Jackson uh, to really get a market share, increase our market share around the city, and we've done that. So give me a case study, because when you say cities and counties, uh, I want the viewers to understand exactly uh, the type of policies that you're writing and how uh, your services are making a difference. And I know there are no, a number of case studies that you have where you guys have saved cities and counties a su substantial sum of money. So is there one in particular that stand out to you? Uh, yes. One um, uh, recent city that we took over in October of 2021, the health insurance uh, for one city. Uh, we did the employee benefits. Uh, city has about 150 employees that are currently on the on their health plan. Uh, we were able to just come in, analyze uh, their current policy, and change the plan design, and it saved the city 
$361,000 the first year. So that's just one case. Uh, in another city, just on workers' comp alone, we were able to save a smaller city $100,000 annually. With that $100,000, they were able to increase the salaries of all their employees. That means something. Right, right. So those type of uh, services and savings make a difference, especially in, in challenged communities. So talk to me about your, your future with the Evans Agency. Where do you see the Evans Agency going? Well, as you mentioned a little earlier, we just made another transition um, in October of 2021. Uh, to join Insurica, uh, which is the uh, 24th largest privately owned insurance agency in the country. Uh, we were approached by other companies that were much, much larger that wanted to buy a portion of our agency, but we chose to partner with Insurica. So it's a joint venture relationship uh, where we're getting mentorship without giving up ownership. Right. And I think that's where uh, many of our businesses fail we have not had mentor mentorship. Right. And that mentorship is so vitally important because there are areas in the insurance industry that I just don't know about right now. Right. There's access to markets that without the right partnerships, we couldn't do what we're doing right now. Right. And so what have been some of the challenges that you've faced being a minority owned agency, uh, growing at the pace that you're growing? Well, one of the biggest challenges is, again, always access to markets. Yeah. Uh, our partnership with Insurica gives us an increased access to market, but the relationship also provides us the ability to bring on some additional talent. Um, because of the access to capital and their markets, uh, we're able to now expand uh, around the Southeast. Um, we're looking at a couple acquisitions right now. Uh, that will fold up under us and uh, we will actually double in size uh, within probably two years. So if you have a, a young person that's um, finishing up a degree in finance and insurance or someone that just decides they want to do a career change and get into the insurance and risk uh, mitigation business, uh, how can they do that? Uh, first, they need to call me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I believe in that the mentoring process is the best way to go. If someone is serious about getting, getting into this industry, I would encourage them to look for a mentor. Um, I always like to tell uh, my kids and my, my family that all of us need three types of relationships in our lives. Yeah. We need a pattern, someone that we can, we can marvel after them, mark our lives after them, model our lives after them. We need a pattern. We need peers, someone that we're walking life out with someone that you're eye to eye with, you're right. in the trenches with, right. but you also need a protege, someone that you're reaching down and, and helping come up as well. Right. I think those three types of relationships are vital. And in this industry, I think it's even more vital today uh, than ever before. So as it relates to contractors, uh, I know you've been very successful at helping contractors, especially small and medium-sized contractors grow their bonding capacity. Could you just talk briefly about that and how you've been able to be successful doing that? Well, it takes total buy-in first and foremost. Um, this relationship about surety bonding is more about assurance than insurance. Yeah. It's the assurance that that contractor is going to do exactly 
what they've, what they've signed a contract to do. And we make sure to the very best of our ability that we're not trying to give too much capacity too quick. Uh, the quickest way to trip going up a ladder is to try to go up more than one ring at a time. Yeah. Uh, that's just being proactive. So we, we, we try to tell uh, and teach our contractors, our business owners, and even our, our uh, um, public sector clients that you must be very proactive about your risk management. Um, we, we know that we, it's impossible for us to prevent all losses, uh, but if we're proactive, we do our very best to prevent it. If we can't prevent it, then we mitigate it. Right. We put in proactive strategies that if there is a loss, we reduce the severity of that loss. We try to contractually transfer risk as much as we possibly can to a third party. We assume a level of risk. We naturally assume a, a level of risk that we think of it in a, in, in a deductible or a self-insured retention. Right. But then lastly, you finance that risk. And if we are successful at helping our clients manage those four risks, the financing of risk is cheaper. And that's our goal is to help broaden your insurance program by the same time reducing your overall cost. And that requires total commitment and total buy-in yeah. from, from each client from day one. It's about trust. So what do you contribute your success to? Our beliefs and our behaviors. Our beliefs and our behaviors will determine our outcome and our success. We, we stick to our core beliefs and our behaviors that if we do the right thing for the right reason, we're going to be profitable. We're going to be successful and we're going to help our clients be successful. I think those are some very good, um, some very good principles. So when we talk about um, the Evans Agency and now you are affiliated with Insurica and you are in acquisition mode now, uh, where do you see the Evans Agency in the next five to 10 years? What, what's the goal? Uh, the goal is to be a $20 million a year company uh, with offices around the Southeast, uh, we're looking out west and looking at some opportunities there as well. Uh, but the goal is to bring more agency owners into this industry. So we want more minority agency owners. So it's not about just the Evans agency growing. Right. But we want to bring other agency owners along. And everywhere we plan an office, we can put an agency owner there and we can help them grow and change uh, that community as well. And change the uh, trajectory. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, I guess I just have really one final question for you. Uh, if you had to give advice to a young entrepreneur that's looking to start their own business, uh, you know, obviously it's a lot of hard work, especially yeah. when you start a business with limited to no capital. So you're really using just the grit and grind and ingenuity uh, that you have to figure it out. And you really are reinvesting the dollars that you make back into that business to grow it. Uh, what advice would you have for a young entrepreneur looking to chart their course here in the world? I would say follow your passion. Uh, where your passion is at, you'll find peace. We're going to have challenges in business regardless. I don't care what business you get in. You're going to have some challenges. But follow your passion. It's in your passion that even in those low moments when things aren't going the best, it'll help you get up. Yeah, 
it'll, it'll, it'll drive you to say, I'm not quitting. I'm going to keep pushing. Right. So follow your passion. Be intentional about what you're doing uh, and be careful about your connections. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I heard um, uh, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, say to his players um, at uh, one practice, he told them that um, you, you have to do this for somebody other than yourself. Yeah. Because you'll give up on you. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's strong. Yeah. So I thought about that when you just uh, made that, that statement. There's a, there's a saying, uh, D. We can't expect others to do for us what we won't do for ourselves. Right. That's the state that we're in in our in our country, in our in particularly in the African American community. We can't expect others to do for us what we're not willing to do for ourselves. Right. So it's it's incumbent upon us who have had some level of success to reach back and to do for others what someone had to do for us. I couldn't agree with you more. Maurice Evans, man, thank you for being on Self Made. I thank really you. appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to be here. To my viewers, thank you so much for watching. And remember, without you, there's no me.